listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. 9ES is made possible due in part to the support we receive through our Patreon. Show us some love at patreon.com slash 9to5cc. Thanks, Scott. This is a great episode. John isn't here because he's on vacation in Halifax, which means Keith and Scott talk about sports. What do we talk about, Scott? We started off with talk about splash parks. We go on to discuss the World Cup and soccer. Mm-hmm. Both of those are the same thing. Correct. Hockey talk. We talk about the Barkley Marathon. We discuss the Jackie Chan film, The Foreigner. And we talk about Netflix shows, Luke Cage and Glow. Seriously, we talk about so many sports. Enjoy the 90s, everybody. start of the notes I've set up. What did you write in the start of the notes, Scott? July 3rd, 2018. Editor-in-chief Keith Heisterman, co-host Scott McIver, the mm-hmm. 9 to 5 Entertainment System. Absent? Topics of discussion include... I was going to say absent Jonathan. What's up, Scott? How you doing? Hot. It's hot. hot. Yeah, I know. We were recording today because you overheated your bod yesterday. Yeah. Like, we were recording on the Tuesday instead of the Monday because you were out in the hot Montreal sun. All three days of the long weekends. Wow. I put sunscreen all over my kid, mm-hmm. made sure he had a shirt on when we went did swimming. You just, did you have, like a, like, a sunscreen dip? Like, you just, like, hold him by his shoulders and be like, boop. No, no. They I, should, they should, those should be around. <laughs> <laughs> just a dip shoulder in and be like, oh, man, my, my son's sunscreen is wearing off. Yeah, no, he was pretty good about it. But then, like an idiot, I didn't put any on myself nice. and got sunstroke. Here's the thing, uh, Montreal, and I guess other cities, take notice. Those little parks where you they have like little water shooting out all over the place. Splash parks. Yeah. Just, like, make a couple of them okay for adults to go in without children. Adult splash parks? Yeah. That is definitely a club. Yeah, sure, exactly. That's it. Charge five dollars cover, whatever, and have like a DJ just jamming and just like hit Sir, Sir Smirnoff Ice. Yeah, and just like blast water randomly at people <laughs> as they dance around. Make that happen. I will be there. Like it, it bums me out. Although there is um, on the bike path on the TM camp, TM trademark trademark nine to five trademark nine to five. And coming next summer, twenty nineteen nine to five dot cc presents the adult Smirnoff Park. Ice Splashdown. Yep, <laughs> Splashdown Park. Or, or another sponsor. If you're a sponsor and you're listening to this, you want to get in touch with us, uh, Scott Monster Energy Drink presents Face Splash. Bud Light. I, that's fine with me. Bud Light care. Lime. Bud Light Lemonade. Bud Light Lemonade. Yeah, we'll take all sponsors for your thing. But, you know, going along the uh, on the canal uh, in Griffin Town, there is one of those random from-the-ground shooty water jets that's just unattended and not a child's park. And I've seen some adults, like, just be like, boop, and just, like, running around. And I think that might have just been a car that knocked over a hydrant. Maybe. But either way, <laughs> people were just, like, chilling in it. It's uh, the Westway. Yeah, it's like, oh, my God, did you see? I don't even – I'm. I feel like it was faked because I don't believe this is – logical but it was kind of the best uh there was like a long gay meme or whatever of the dude who had his car on with running with the jacked ac with a pipe from the car window like duct taped around and then into his house and then duct taped around and i was Trying like to ac his house with his car i mean it probably works a little like if it, i mean it's yeah it's gonna run out your entire tank of gas is gonna like murder your battery and no if, if the car's running it won't murder your battery as long as you're idling if you're running it without Ugh. the gas running but I'm like, okay, so what? Hang on, though. I'm like, so a car can idle, I feel, on a tank of gas with the AC up for, say, uh, let's estimate here, 10, 12 hours? I don't. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. Never okay. driven a car more than an afternoon. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Sure. And, you, and like on a full tank of gas. So, like, a full tank of gas was like a regular car. Uh, 10, 12 hours, and it's like 60 bucks for a tank of gas. Is that, it's kind of worth it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, unless you're the environment. Well, yeah, but I mean, like as it is, you're blasting AC. You're all, like you're, even if you're running your house AC, blasting for ten, twelve hours is not amazing for the environment. Like, well, not in the rest of the world, but we live in Quebec where it's hydroelectric. I mean, we've already flooded that forest. <laughs> but isn't now it's all gravy? <laughs> it's freedom. 
Uh, what's going on? I've been, I've spent the last, like, I realized I've spent most of the last two weeks up at the cottage, completely kind of like cut off from the world and a lot of news and a lot of everything. Nothing, is, nothing is going on. The world is good. The World Cup is happening. Yeah. Lots of soccer. Yeah. And everybody's, every, everybody, as they do every two years, when either it's the Euro or the World Cup, becomes it's really invested in their flags. Yeah. Really invested in their flags and really invested just in just like, you know, my favorite thing about the, the, soccer culture in general is that there's so much so much first of all here i'll no, tell no, you no, my, my favorite thing is is uh, scarves is scarves i love that soccer is all about scarves if you're a fan of a team you have their scarf mm-hmm. and the fact that it's 46 degrees in montreal right now yeah you gotta put on a nice but I think, scarf but, uh, but at a amazing. lot but at a lot of times you, you the, the 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 football fan is holding the scarf and shaking it He's not wearing it around his neck. He's not no, like bundled no, no. up. When you're excited, you're shaking it. But when you're not excited, you, you put it around your neck. Well, no, they usually have it like resting on their shoulders and kind of like draped. It's, it's still a knit piece of I thick guess fabric. So. I guess so. I was going to say uh, like World Cup and Euro Cup. And I think just soccer in general, from what I remember watching from like the Premier League and stuff, has brought like the most HD cameras of any sport. No. Like no, but not not no not, not the most cameras. But I'm just saying, like they do those super high res slow mo shots. I find better than you do not watch enough NFL. I guess. But then then the NFL <laughs> maybe after the NFL, sure. But the NFL has so many cameras. I guess I know the NFL has so many cameras, but I'm just saying. But those those slow motion replays, and I guess it's also the way that the the sport is kind of cut together is that they like they only have they have to cut between the game. And the react, either the crowd reaction or the replay, like very, very quickly. And I think maybe that's where I get messed up because it's like the NFL is like, let's take a look at this replay. Here's we're gonna and like describe the play and then show it from multiple angles, like including the sky cam. Yeah. Whereas like uh, an international football replay is like you have this one angle because you have about ten seconds to show it because the ball went out of bounds and they're about to throw it back in. So I think they like they do that one slow mo super HD shot instead of like freezing and circling it and drawing the lines they're like yeah maybe you missed this but anyway so great high-res images of grown-ass people in full face paint like openly like weeping (laughs) (laughs) by by full-ass face paint do you just mean neymar (laughs) weeping (laughs) because someone took the ball from between his legs no did you see that video no oh my god so Neymar from Brazil is yeah. sitting on the on the pitch. Yeah. And one of the other players on the other team comes by just to grab the ball to take it out of out of bounds so he can throw it in because the play has stopped. Yeah. And lightly touches Neymar's leg with the ball in the act of picking it up. Yeah. Neymar screams at the top of his lungs, <laughs> throws his head back like he's a three year old throwing a tantrum. Oh my god. Right in front of the refs, like he's been shot. <laughs> I was gonna say it's because it's not because he was shot; it's because he's a man baby, and they took his ball away. It's <laughs> like, like when you took away like Archer's ball when he was like two; he'd be like, "No." <laughs> it's the only thing I could think of is, and I I understand diving, I understand embellishing, oh, but I hate it so much. It, I hate it so much. It and this was like extreme, and all I could think about was as he throws his legs up in the air to roll on his back in excruciating agony, you could clearly see his custom-made Neymar-branded <laughs> sneakers that if if I was Adidas, I would just be like, please don't do that ever. <laughs> like, we don't want to be affiliated the with the most sport talented, babies. easily bruised. Man, say, I always, like, I mean, I can get into the Euro. I can get into World Cup. I was like, I feel like if the time zones were better i could get into some european football uh i just the mls doesn't really do it for me because it's like it's just like how much as much as i like hockey i can't really watch the ahl a ton like i'll watch a few games and i'll be like this is okay like this is a reasonable level of competition that i'm not watching i i can fully acknowledge i'm not necessarily watching like juniors or whatever I, i prefer the q to the ahl I'd rather watch elite-level kids that are too young to play than it's true, but MLS not level. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But MLS has that mixture of yeah, it's minor league baseball. Yeah, but like I said my, I find MLS is a little bit more and like and guys past their prime from the big league. Yeah, 
Yeah. Minor league baseball. Yeah, that's exactly. exactly that's it, it. So it's like, I just, it just, you're just like, you're watching it and you're like, okay, this is like reasonably competitive, but like most certainly less than. But like you said, like watching the World Juniors or whatever, I can get into because you're watching the prospects. Even, like, even the queue. I could watch the queue. I liked watching. Yeah, because you're watching prospects. You're most, they're, all these kids are either like. When they were in Verdun, I went to see a, a bunch of games and it was yeah. lots of fun. Yeah, Q, like the QJMHL, OHL, CWHL, like all those leagues are fun because you're like, yeah, some of these kids are never going to end up in the NHL, but some of them might. You're watching young talent, not true, young not talent, true in MLS. Young talent who are playing hard, not, not people who just couldn't make it to the big yeah, leagues. Yeah, or or not or are done with the big leagues. Like, yeah. like Beckham played with the Galaxy and stuff, and was like, absolutely one of the best players on on the uh, LA LA Galaxy, you know, LA Galaxy. Yeah. You know, but. Absolutely, was no longer could no longer play for Manchester. Like his, like his well, talent. I mean, he could have not in the same capacity as yeah. leading the team. Yeah, exactly, and it. not for nearly as much money as LA threw. Out yeah, of just right. for that name recognition. So yeah, so that's it. I can't really watch the MLS, and I think the time difference uh, throws me off in terms of actually trying to pick in a team. I'm over. just fascinated by the sudden, instant rampant nationalism that the world cup inspires yeah 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 and and like it's the the weirdest part is like and, and it's just nationalism right like like i'm like especially living in a melting pot country in a melting pot city yeah, like i'm a i am admittedly a big fan of the german national team but like i would say my second favorite team would be the netherlands and people are like oh are you dutch i'm like no, I just I kind of like the Dutch play style. And they're like, what's wrong with you? You idiot. It's the World Cup. You cheer for the country you're from. And I'm like, but I like the Netherlands. That's it. I, I always cheer for Argentina because when I played soccer in high school, half my team was Italian and they had enough fans. <laughs> they didn't <laughs> it, need more. Yeah. Forza Azur does not need more people cheering yeah. for them, in, especially in Montreal. And like, the other half of the team was Argentinian. And I was just, they were... You know, ready to take I mean, me and you're a huge uh, messy bandwagon plan. Whatever, no problem. Uh, in 94? No, not even. Oh. Not, he was a baby. I, he yeah. is so much younger than I thought he was. He, I was just sort of like, that's the other weird thing that happens in international football. So spoilers, everybody. John isn't here. So it's sports, sports, sports on 90s. <laughs> I was going to say, the thing that like blew my mind about mess, or and international football in general, and Messi is one of those examples, and Beckham was also one of those examples, is that guys can get to like the top of their game and they're like 17. Yep. I'm like I'm like I was like I was shocked to learn that Messi was younger than me. I was like Messi must Wayne, be in his Wayne 40s by now. Wayne Rooney. Yeah. From England. He was just like the prodigy. Yeah. I mean, but he's he's kind of done now. Like oh, yeah, I mean, he's But I said but Messi was Messi's been at the top of his game for nearly 20 years. And in my mind I was like he must be 40. They're like no, he's 34. <laughs> you know, and you're like what? Like yeah, very weird. I mean, Sidney Crosby. I guess Ovechkin also. Ovechkin. Ovechkin's one of those, yeah, like just winning the cup and just, and 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 still having like, still very much on the top of his game and like ten years in the league now, like, and has been twelve. Oh six was the lockout, right? And he was oh six. No, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, 12 years. 12 years in the league. Him and Crosby. And he's still young enough to go on a week-long bender and celebrate his championship. Hey, week-long bender. I feel the news just stopped covering it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he so was... Sports Desk, what else we got? Free agent frenzy uh, and Ovechkin. Yeah, let's worry about the free agents. Oh, man, there was... Still um, going after. The, in Russia, there was, uh, there was like Malkin, Malkin, Radu, Kovalchuk, and Ovi were all watching the game uh, when Russia was playing, yeah. whatever. And I was like, Bender's still going. Like, Ovi looks trashed. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, can you imagine? Like, His the, wife and I'll, kids haven't seen him for but so But I was long. like, the World Cup is in Russia. Like, he has no... And Russia's doing pretty well in the yeah, World yeah, Cup. Yeah, they're in the 16th. Like, there is no reason for him to not just keep drinking. Uh, did they, or did they make it? Did they get eliminated? They're in the 16. Yeah, yeah but the 16 they're, just they're playing Croatia next. So then yeah, they're, 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 they're in the quarters then. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, they made in it the, the last final eight. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Russia's on a very good year for them. But yeah, like, I was like, so Russia's doing well in Russia. Ovechkin is hammered. For all of World Cup, Ovechkin is hammered still. He's like, yay, everybody Russian wins. Malkin's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's got, Malkin's got what? Three Stanley Cup rings? I think he's fine. Yeah, he's okay. He's, he's okay. okay. Rather is like, no. So yeah, Ooh. hockey time. Yulia Kovalchuk signed as a free agent. Did we look up where he was? Where did he sign? Did we look that up? 
Ilya Kovalchuk signed as a free agent. The Habs have $13 million of cap space, and they have okay. 24, 24 people on roster right now. I mean, I guess they can give, like, Dano a raise. And, but, like, even they lost he, Carr. Carr signs. Well, they lost Carr. They apparently didn't offer him yeah. nothing. They, also, Fucali. Zachary Fucali is signed and by the, uh, the Golden Knights. Because they want to play all the, all the goalies now. Yeah, they're playing. Their, they worked, you know, the Islanders. <laughs> I want all the goalies. Oh, my God. The biggest uh, free agency move that the Habs have done is re-sign Plekinex. You know. Mm. God. The only thing, Kings. listeners. Kovalchuk huh? is with the Kings. Yeah. Yeah. So signed on a, at least signed on a reasonable team. But no, not no, on the oldest team in the league now. On the what? Oldest team in the oh, league. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, so the Kings, right? Like someone was saying like, oh, um, they're like, the Kings are more of contenders than the Habs. Because based on playoff appearances. But I'm like, based on playoff wins, I would say no. Like, haven't they been swept out of the first round twice now? Like They made it to the first round. They made it to the first <laughs> round, but they get swept out. I was like, so like, does it even make a difference? That's like a terrible team to go on. A team that has no gas after 82 games and your 35-year-old Ilya Kovalchuk being like, I'll bring the extra spark for the playoffs. As compared to Montreal, like, quick. You're at least playing on a really young team. Like, quick. Doughty and Koptar. That's very comparable to Price, Weber, and Pacioretty. Yeah. But as I'm saying, I was like, why did Pat like, and also. Because the taxes in Montreal are way higher than they are in California. We could send them so much more money. We have so much cap money right now. It's dumb. We could have signed, we could have signed John Tavares to a seven year contract and still had $2 million of cap space. Yeah, and Kovalchuk spoke to Markov. And Radu? And Radu? Yeah, he was out there at the World Cup. He's like, how is it like playing in Russia, in Montreal? Garbage. They say take it or leave it. You go for a walk. <laughs> Come to Dallas. Seriously, I, players talk amongst themselves. Obviously, they, they especially that like that Russian. That Russian clique is like literally they're they're and out drinking with each other. Thirty-five year old Russian players. Yeah, <laughs> they're all just hanging out. Back ah, like a dick to a few players, and the word gets around. Yeah, infuriating. And then you're like, how did it work out for that young guy in Russian? Galchenyuk, we sent him to Arizona. And we brought in Canadian boy Ty Domi's son. <laughs> forget, forget the GM. Like fucking, uh, our head coach doesn't like Russians. Doesn't play Russians. Apparently, our captain doesn't like Russians either. Apparently, our captain did not like Kelchenyuk. <laughs> like, well, I mean, Chucky. I'm, I'm pretty sure that Trombley was not super far off with the problems that Chucky faced in Montreal. <laughs> no, I don't think so. And I mean, like for sure, he's gonna he's gonna tear it up in Arizona. Like, did you see? Of course he is, because you know how hard it is to get cocaine. <laughs> Glendale? Whoa, whoa. I feel you can get... You no, can you can get, get lots of meth. <laughs> I was going to say. I was like... In the desert. I'm yeah. not sure you can get a whole bunch of coke. So whatever. He's going to move move straight to meth. But yeah, Max Domi was... Uh, was it's time to cook. <laughs> Max Domi... Oh, it's New Mexico. But yeah, yeah. They're close, right? Aren't they touching? Solid desert. <laughs> Solid desert. Canadians talk about the states. There's 50 of them. Um, yeah, Max Domi was talking about, he's like, oh, he's like, he's like, oh, like, you know, Arizona, obviously doing that, like that hockey thing where they put over the, uh, the team they're coming the from, the team they're coming from, whatever. But like one of the things he's saying, he's like, yeah, you know, there'd never be like a media scrum like this, <laughs> like, you know, but like, and not like a media scrum like this for signing a new player, just a media scrum like this at all in Arizona. Like, oh, I feel there's, there's like more than three of you here. What? Yeah. I feel there's like the two or three, like. Beat writers. Beat writers who just show up and are like, hey, guys. The guy who does the paper, the guy who does the 6 o'clock news, and that's it. Yeah, exactly. Like one one guy from Arizona is like ESPN local desk or something who's just like. Who just really, really wants to start doing basketball coverage. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Max, tell me about the Suns. How do you think they're going to do this year? What? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. The, the, the best was uh, people... Obviously, I mean, there's not much to talk about, just like a, a trade deal, and whatever. But one of the guys was just sort of like, "So, are we gonna see, uh, gonna see your dad wearing a Habs jersey?" <laughs> and he's like, "He's like, I, I can't like say definitely, <laughs> but he's like, he's like, he's he's still gonna like cheer for me <laughs> and stuff." <laughs> and he's like, "I really kind of want to make it happen," but I was like, "That is now." Like, to me, the most interesting thing about the 2018-2019 season. <laughs> <laughs> the only I, thing we have to go for. Does Tidomi wear a Habs jersey? More so. Or, um, so, uh, Max Domi typically wears number 16. Yeah. Uh, he wears number 16 in honor. Uh, slightly taken. 
Very taken. Very retired. Are we retired? Retired, retired tw- and Elmer Lack. It's retired twice. Yep. We've retired number 16 twice. But he always wears number 16 uh, for Bobby Clark because Bobby Clark was He's also a diabetic also hockey player. Also a diabetic hockey player. And he's like, and that's something that I've had to deal with my entire life. So he picked number 13 for... Mike Camilleri? No. Freaky Fridays? He's going to change bodies with his dad? <laughs> no. He wore number 13 for... You can do this. Famous Leaf. Where's 13? War Sundin? Sundin. 100%. He's like, Sundin is like his, like, uncle, essentially. He's like, I grew up referring to Sundin as, like, Uncle Matt. He's like, he'll still text message me almost after every game, like, with little, like, words of encouragement and whatever else. So I was like, now all I want to see is Ty Domi, Matt Sundin, side by side, wearing Habs jerseys. I'll be like, this is fine. I was like, we can win zero games. <laughs> I was like, worth it. Everything was worth it. We'll take the emotional victories. (laughs) Exactly. That's all we have against that team this year. We'll take the emotional bruising. Yeah, exactly. Like the Leafs signed Tavares and are just blowing it out of the water. And I was just sort of like, if I see Matt Sundin and Ty Domi wearing Habs jerseys, I'll be like, suck it, Leafs. (laughs) Sacco Koivu is never going to wear a Leafs jersey. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I don't want to see that in 15 years. What, Sacco Koivu's kid becoming a Leafs? Being drafted by the Hmm. Uh, uh, well, no matter what happens with Montreal this year, I cannot always take to heart. At least we're not the Senators. Because oh, yeah. that is a trash fire. Yeah, the Senators are a complete garbage fire. Like Just wow. I mean, we, we actively have reason to believe that Max Pacioretty wants to stay in Montreal, right? Based on the on the trade deadline, there was a deal that was like on the table and everybody was on board for, except for Pacioretty, because he was like, the Kings were like it's contingent on uh, on a contract extension. Like obviously the financial details are never gonna come out, yeah. but like the hockey insiders were like fair. Like they were like he got a good offer from the Kings, and he was like nope, I'm not signing a contract extension in LA. I want to stay in Montreal. And Alan Walsh was like okie dokie, and just was like no dice. So I'm like. Mm-hmm. Uh, good on, good ons, I guess. Like that, that's like people were saying. Like, you know, how do you really know if a player? A player is never going to say he wants to be, like, play for another team. Like, I mean, some players will. Yeah, but I mean, but that's like lighting a fire, and like GMs will, you know, like, it, it, pretty rare. I don't think there's like many instances of a player, let alone a team captain, being like, I would like to play somewhere else. You know, like Patrick Waugh. Yeah. And then I'm like, I, mean, and, I guess we live in the city that is most famous for <laughs> yeah. their but best like, player saying, "I want, I don't want to play here anymore." And I mean, I guess there's a, was like, what's his name? Was it, was it Niemi who just did not show up uh, after he got traded to the Islanders? No, it was um, not Niemi. Uh, Nabokov? No, the other one. Start. Who? Started with a V. Varlamov. No. no, and it wasn't Vokun, it was someone else. Anyway, yeah, but there's someone who just... from the Sharks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just like, no, and just like, did not, just did not show up. Did I guess like, port. yeah, so that, that stuff happens. I mean, I guess also there's, uh, what's his name? Eric Lindros. Lindros, just being like, I will not play for you, Quebec. Do not draft me, I'm not going to put the jersey on on draft day. Yeah, okay, draft you, trade you for a whole team. Become the Avalanche, win Stanley Cups. With Patrick Waugh. <laughs> With Patrick Waugh and Nets. And uh, Ray Bork. Just because <laughs> fuck you, Atlantic Conference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Boston, Montreal, just sitting there, arms folded. What is happening? We lost the Nordiques, and <laughs> every one of our heroes is lifting the <laughs> cup with them. Fuck. Exactly. The worst. But yeah, um, yeah, exactly. It's pretty rare. But I mean, but this is actual, I guess, somewhat of an inkling of Max Pacioretty legitimately being like, I would prefer to play in Montreal. Like, I will wait for Montreal's deal as a UFA before, like, before kind of doing anything else. I was like, okay, cool. Good on, Pacioretty. And again, at least it's not the trash fire that is Ottawa, because yeah. that team is a big old trash fire. Yeah, Car- Car- Carlson, I guess, essentially asking to be traded. Craig Anderson asking to be traded. Yeah. Mike Hoffman, I guess, what about, had, had to be traded. What about Mark Stone? Stone. <laughs> I mean, who knows what else is going on with that team, but... Forget man. you, Ottawa. I guess the fans are asking to be traded, too. You know, I mean, I know they want a new arena, right? And a new team that isn't... A new owner. They bought a billboard saying, please sell the team, Elmick. Yeah. 
So weird. What is, what's up, Ottawa? You were they were weren't they in the conference finals like last year? Like they were in the twenty seventeen not fu- uh, cup finals conference finals. Yeah. Yeah. There was. Yeah. 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 They were Ottawa. Ottawa Pittsburgh conference final. Yeah. yeah. Ottawa Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh went through Ottawa and then won. So yeah. Yeah. In game seven. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's it. Like they like took him to the limit. That's because Eric Carlson is one of the top five best players in in hockey. Yeah, and Anderson is a great goaltender, and there's like a bunch of support pieces around them. Like there's real, they're a real team, and then they were like, Boo! you know what it was? It was losing Mark Mathot. They fucked up the expansion draft, and he was the the linchpin. Hmm. He was the character guy that kept that locker room tight. I guess uh, other free agency news that I just heard about today. Is there even a salary cap? In basketball, <laughs> there is, but it's complicated and easy to like step around, right? There's rules that allow like superstar signings, whatever. Yeah. So there's like a franchise player exemption. So LeBron is a king now? Not a king? No, he's a Laker. Laker. I was like Los Angeles Kings. No, Los Angeles Lakers. Sacramento Kings in basketball, and he would never go play for Sacramento. <laughs> no, that's not happening. No, but yeah, what? Like, was he just like, show me the money? Or are you just sick and tired of playing with the junior team? And being like, I can't carry a whole team. Like that's not true. No, he he, he had brought the Cavaliers to the finals a couple of years in a row. He just Cavaliers built no team around him. At least not this year. This yeah, year they did Kyrie Kyrie and and Kevin Love are great basketball players. They're just they're not, not going to be able to take the Golden State Warriors out ever. Yeah. <laughs> ever. Can anyone? I hate basketball. I mean, the Rockets might if they can put their basketball. shit together. The... Spurs maybe. Nope. No? They're done. Because what's-his-face is done? Tim they, Duncan retired a couple years ago. No, not Tim like, Duncan. The other guy. Start with a K, maybe? Kwame Leonard? He yeah. demanded a trade. He wants out of there. He's yeah. he's going to end up in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they'll just win. Then they'll yeah. beat the Golden State. There we go. Yeah. I feel bad for Kevin Love because he was like, I only want to play with LeBron James for the rest of my career. Goodbye, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I hate basketball. I hate basketball because you can put, like, think about how easy it would be to win a Stanley Cup if you just needed three good players. <laughs> like, what, like the bench was only ten people long? Well, and, like, you could put your three best players on for most of the game. You'd just be like, you make a top line, and you'd be like, we win a Stanley Cup. <laughs> like, that doesn't happen anymore. I guess the, I guess the Oilers kind of did it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Curry, Messi, and Gretzky on the line? <laughs> yeah. Didn't really matter who else was playing. Yeah, exactly. And then the other guy, <laughs> who's a Nets, doesn't matter. Drag. Not only did he drag the, them to four Stanley Cups. Yeah. He dragged so many of them into the Hall of Fame. The players had no reason to be there. I would say Curry, Craig, Craig Anderson, Grant Fuhrer. Yeah. These guys are in the Hockey Hall of Fame. And they have huge points totals. <laughs> huge point. Kevin Love, the low Kevin Low. Yeah. Well, it's like, what do you Fuck. call it? Like, um, people are sort of like, oh, like, Kunitz has been in a slump or whatever. I'm like, no, Kunitz is just not playing with Crosby anymore. That's <laughs> just like, I'm like, Kunitz is a good player, but he's not in a slump. He just used to, like, be on a line with Crosby, where, Cros- like, there's, I forget, someone was showing me the number of highlight reel plays that are literally just, like, Chris Cros- Kunitz standing in front of the net taking cross checks in the back. But also, but the back and forth, where it's like, Crosby to Kunitz, Kunitz back to Crosby, and then Crosby scoring. I was like, all you That's served, just, like all you served as, was just like you could have been a wall. Yeah, I was like, you moved the defenseman like a foot to the left or whatever because he had to cover the pass a little bit. It's like tack tack bang, and you're just like, he did nothing. He's like, here we go. Like you could be a robot who just like receives pass, pass back. I was like, great. This is a great Sidney Crosby, generational talent, right. one of the best players playing hockey for the last ten years. Yeah, who's his best winger? I mean, Scott McIver? I mean, like, can you think of that that Crosby super teammate? No. Uh, not, not Scott really. McIver. Scott right. McIver could step up and probably be, like, a 40, 50-point getter. <laughs> like, I mean, I probably could. Just <laughs> skate to the front of the net. Put my stick on the ice. Bill Esposito. Eat cross-checks. <laughs> exactly. This is your big dude. <laughs> Just own that blue paint, man. Just park yourself. Talk shit to the goalie. No, <laughs> A little bit uh, Esposito, a little bit Sean Avery, and I'm there. I'm yeah. fine. Just start waving your stick in front of the goalie's face. Yeah. So, so more sports. This is the 9 to 5 Sports Talk. 
Trade alert. I know. Have you ever heard of the Barkley Marathon? Oh, my God. Is this Charles Barkley running a marathon? I wish. It'd be amazing. So... Six foot eight, three hundred pound man runs marathon. <laughs> yeah. So um, the Barkley Marathon is considered to be one of the hardest "quote unquote" ultra marathons in the world, but also because not just because it's a it's apparently an extremely hard course to run, but also it's batshit crazy just in general. So it is a one hundred mile marathon. All right. First of all, which is like more than double a normal marathon. Yeah. Like, much more. There's a fun run version of it, which is a 60-mile marathon. Which is still longer than a marathon. It's still longer than a marathon. So, for uh, our Canadian, a.k.a. all of our listeners, the fun run version is 97 kilometers. The full course is 160 kilometers. And apparently, and this is even crazier, so the actual route and course of the marathon changes every year, and a number of runners are like, it's more. It's more than 100 miles. You also need to complete it in 60 hours. Okay. Which is still nuts and, like, allows for very little sleep, apparently. Yeah. Other rules of the... So the marathon takes place... uh, The Barkley course is designed by Gary Lazarus Lake Cantrell. The idea for the race was inspired upon hearing the 1977 escape of James Earl Ray, the assassin of Martin Luther King Jr., from nearby Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary. Ray covered only eight miles after running 55 hours in the woods. Cantrell said, I could have done 100 miles. So then he made the Barkley Marathon. Thanks, I guess. That's, that's nice. Uh, Contrell named the race for his longtime neighbor and running companion, Barry Barkley. He's <laughs> just like, here I go. So other rules of this stupid ultra marathon include uh, the fact that you cannot. So it's through a state park. Uh, where does it go? I forget just, just for the record, if you were going from Vaudreuil and running to Ottawa, that is 156 kilometers. So imagine just running for Vaudreuil. And I mean, like, yeah, you have... To Ottawa. In two and a half days? 60 hours? That's so much running. That's so much. That's so far. (laughs) Uh, A fun run at still 97 kilometers. Yeah, so it takes place in the Frozen Head State Park in Tennessee. And here's other rules. You can't run on any of the paths in the state park. So there are paths. You are not allowed to run on them. You must run through the woods like an insane person. Because why? The uh, registration is limited to 40 runners and is usually quickly fills up the day registration opens. Uh, Requirements and times to submit an entry application are closely guarded secret with no details advertised publicly. Potential entrants must complete an essay entitled, Why I Should Be Allowed to Run in the Barclay. Pay a dollar sixty application fee and complete other requirements subject to change. Um, one of the other things that's hilarious: if you are a first-time runner, where is it? I'm, I have all these. If you're a first-time runner, you just need to pay the thing, uh, pay the license registration fee, and you also need to bring a license plate from wherever you're from. If you are re-entering, there's like shame things. That's usually just stuff that this guy needs. Like one and two is like a pair of white socks. So then he got like 20-something pairs of white socks. He's like, cool. He's like, a flannel. <laughs> the start time is the greatest things. It will start between sometime between midnight and noon on Saturday. One of the most challenging aspects of the Barkley is that the participants don't know exactly when it starts. They must check in near the starting gate. And the race starts and finishes at a yellow park gate before the start window at midnight on Friday to Saturday. Then they wait. When they hear the like this guy blow a conch cell... They have one hour, and uh, they have exactly one hour until the start. But like that isn't more. Apparently, it's not exactly one hour, depending on the reports. The official start is when he lights a cigarette near the starting line. So you blow a conch, and then in that hour period, you gotta get your shoes on and get and just get ready and hype. And then when when the dude like strolls up to the starting line and lights a cigarette, it's then. <laughs> then it starts. You have a number of one to forty. In order to prove that you did the course properly. You need to find these books that are, like, hidden on the course and tear out the page of your number. Okay. Just because. One of the greatest things in the world is that a dude finished the race uh, last year or two years ago, but came came at the finish line from the wrong angle, 
proving that he must have gotten mixed up on the course. So they were like, no dice. So, like, absolutely ran 100 miles probably over the course of 60 hours. <laughs> but just was, they're like, he's coming from the wrong direction. Because, man, you can't run on paths. You're allowed to only have a compass. Like, <laughs> screw you, race. Anyway, this is the greatest thing. Read about it. The Barkley Marathon. That's ridiculous. Every single year. So it's been running since 1986. And it has only ever been completed 18 times by 15 different people. 40 people a year have been entering it for 96. Uh, 32 years. 40 people times 32 years. Only 18 completions. And everybody and every single one of the completions, the fastest, fastest time was 52 minutes. Or 52 hours. Like... Most of them take place at like 59 and a half. So these are like trained ultra marathon runner dudes. And you're like the fastest a guy ever did it in was 52 hours, which is like pretty nuts, honestly. Like those are, those are a big eight hours. (laughs) Like eight hours is a big cutoff, but it's like no one's most of the times, like a lot of them are like 59 hours and 18 minutes, like 59 hours and 30 minutes. Like you need that 60 hours for the most part. Like even these are like top, top dudes. Oh, yeah. And when a runner drops out of the race, when they return to the starting end point, a bugler plays taps. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all of this is making me think that we should start, start- organizing and promoting race, stupid races. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, like, the, the craziest part about it, too, is apparently, like, due to, like, the remote nature of the state park and all that, like, there isn't even any fanfare. Like, and you can watch videos of, like, it's a shitty version of taps. Like, it's not great. It's like, and there's just like three dudes like watching this sad like otherwise like peak performing human <laughs> just looking bummed as they've bailed on this like monstrous race yeah starts the race by lighting a dart no gun no horn and the runners charge off into the forest it's perhaps the most bizarre and ironic start to any sporting event in history <laughs> Uh, so yeah in order for runners to prove they actually did the course uh, more or less the way it's intended to be run they must find several books hidden along the way and apparently they're also hidden so you could be like where's this where book? is this book yeah exactly <laughs> like uh the the books are sent are selected by lake and sent to him over the course of the year by fans around the world the recurring themes of the books include suffering madness and punishment <laughs> Uh, you run around and under uh, a prison because of the inspiration of the prison thing. You actually right. run by uh, Brachy State Penitentiary. Um, now that you... What is it? Yeah, they used to have to make their way around it when it was still open, but since it's closed in 2004, you actually like run through. Including up until 2004, some runners being delayed by the guards as these people just run out of the woods towards the prison. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> yeah, people. So it is five twenty-ish mile loops. Some runners have claimed that the loops are closer to twenty-five. So it could be a hundred and twenty-five miles long. Christ, such such insanity. I mean, has no one worn a GPS device to track? You're not allowed. You're absolutely not allowed. You are allowed a compass. Wow. You're not allowed to have any sort of GPS device or whatever. Not not even like not a not for them to use. Just like for them to be tracked after the fact. Just to see them running, like, like tr- follow the little dotted line, just, like, zanily going through the thing. <laughs> so, yeah, so the actual course map is a closely guarded secret. Runners are allowed to review it at the campsite for a set amount of time before the race starts and are only allowed to use the paper map purchased at the state park ranger's office for a few bucks. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> they must make their own notes and find their way. A compass is allowed, but no other aids. The course is covered in briars and incredibly steep. And the runners are not allowed to run on any marked trail in the state park. Oh, through briar? <laughs> oh, it's just so harsh. So apparently, uh, Lake has stated that each time a runner manages to figure out his puzzle, he adds a new wrinkle. So he makes it harder every time every someone year. wins. Well, oh no, only if someone passes it. Apparently, if, if nobody wins, it is the same course to the next year. But then, but then if someone makes it, he adds it. Um... Last year, he brought every runner a dollar store watch. They were all synced to Barkley time, and that was all they had to go on. This crappy watch counting down how much time they had left to finish their five loops. <laughs> they weren't allowed any like official timekeeping. Like, are you done? I don't know, man. Check your watch. My watch is broken. I've been running, <laughs> I've been running in the forest. 
it, maybe maybe what? you should keep running. Has it been sixty hours? Uh-huh. Uh, My skin is burning. <laughs> ah, the best. Yeah. Also, if you're a returning rush runner, it is customary to bring him a pack of cigarettes. Jesus. Uh, that's the best. That's a horror movie. Yeah. So nuts. I'm not saying either. I, mean, I think I've gotten all of the. All the key points of the Barkley Marathon. But yeah, I went kind of down a click hole about the Barkley Marathon. I was like, what? Wow. What is this? And I was like, oh, it's just like this long, like, I was like, oh, it's like a, when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, it's like a crazy, like, run through the woods thing, whatever. Um, uh, paper Cuts, Montreal Roller Derby player Paper Cuts was yeah. telling me about it. But then I discovered that I was like, oh, it's just like a weird, hard to complete scavenger hunt through the woods. I did not know it was also like a hundred miles or more than 100 miles up cliffs and stuff. I thought it was, like, weird to compete because it was just, like, you got lost in the woods. Like No, it's also an ultramarathon. Yeah, it's also an ultramarathon up cliffs. Oh, wait, no, there is one thing that I wanted to... Oh, my God. Hang on. Hang on. That just does not sound pleasant. Like, how do you how do you even dress for something like that? It's You can't just wear the most absorbent running, running shoes. you got to wear, like, trail runners and pants that'll protect you from ripping your legs open and you have to wear a pack if it's 60 hours you can't just not have water or anything i'm missing the thing right it's not like you're gonna get a gatorade stop running through the city when you're doing that yeah sounds awful yeah but i can't find the note but apparently they're like no one has ever died doing this but someone was once lost for like three days God damn it. So then he's just like, well, now I'm in survival mode because I'm just lost in this state park. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. seriously. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah. Um, all that to say, Scott, I've registered for you for next year's run. I'm in. You're going to be competing on behalf of 95.cc. So Thanks to our Patreon supporters. <laughs> <laughs> We've been able to afford the dollar $1.60. <laughs> 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 thank you to you patreon supporters <laughs> oh man but yeah it's look look it up and the worst part is is the, not worst part but like the craziest part is like there's not even that much written online about it because it's just like 40 people apparently it's kind of one of those like it's a holy grail in the world of ultra marathons kind of thing so i'm like which like global amount like global number of people who can even consider doing this run needs to be like under 100 you know like no, I'm sure that there's there are ultra marathons and there's a few hundred people that register for those. In, but those ones are like Quebec. proper hydration and like path and like paths and stuff. Like yeah. you know, what I, I mean, I'm I'm not saying there aren't there is not like several hundred people who could do an ultra marathon, but I'm like people who could actually be like I'm gonna navigate with a compass through a state park, not running on a path. That like dwindles that couple hundred ultra marathoners I think that are in the world. I mean, sure, but there's lots of people who like train for. American Ninja Warrior and stuff. Who run 100 miles. <laughs> I feel like the type of person is similar. I guess. Yeah. It's a heavy endurance thing. But yeah. I, all that to say, there's not, I think, a ton of people in the world who could even consider. Yeah, no. It's probably under 1,000. That would yeah. be my, my guess. Yeah. And, well, I mean, all, the 40 spots always, like, fill up, like, in a second. Yeah. Because it's, like I said, it's this, like, Moby Dick of ultra marathons runs. Where I mean, if you're an ultra you're, like, marathon not only runner and maybe a bit of a survivalist, I'm... I'm sure the appeal of of conquering it. Yeah, and that's the thing is they, they so it's it's like I said it's five laps around a loop and like if you look at like interviews and stuff like that people are like I, it was never the same like <laughs> just because you're like it's everything off path off yeah. path everything looks so similar you're in this park and whatever and it's like yeah you're following a quote unquote trail like not not an actual trail that you can see but it's yeah. like I mean like the dude has a checkpoint has checkpoints or whatever that you need to hit because you need to get your little pages out of the book or whatever but he's like like well though i was reading this thing where he's like yeah he's like one of the checkpoints the guy's like i knew where the checkpoint was and like all five times i approached it from like a different angle like he's like there it is not at all like i'm expecting to like come over this hill and see it you're like come over from the hill and it's like in the other direction you're like weird like yeah, yeah it's like just uniform god like forest that you're just navigating with a compass and getting lost at because you, you can't even spend too much time navigating because there is a, like a pretty intense clock like on you. Yep. Oh, sounds sounds the worst and the best. But I'm like I'm glad that things like this still exist. Yeah. No. And I'm 
uh, I like the idea of it just being a crazy person organizing it. That's 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 what's wonderful for me. Yeah, exactly. Just like a crazy dude. But and and like I've such a weird story too. Just like this guy, the, the assassin of Martin Luther King, only managing to like cover eighty miles and in, in that area you know, i could have done a hundred miles and that dude is a form the guy who does like the the blades of cigarette whatever is also a former ultra marathon runner he's not yeah. like he's he's a guy who like he isn't just like an eccentric billionaire or whatever who's like i will make them run he's like a dude who knows firsthand how to how, run how to run and how difficult he is making yeah. this you know like he's like he's not just like it's not just like you or me who's like i will make them do a crazy race like which, I mean, we should. I mean, yeah. Don't we, get me we wrong. We totally should. <laughs> I was like, we need to just make some sort of meandering loop around Mount Royal and, like, make and people find. the whole island. And the whole island. Exactly. And it's through like, people's backyards and Beaconsfield. Exactly. And it's like all of the, all of the checkpoints are hidden under bar stools. From bars? No. In people's homes. Okay. <laughs> you need to get on. They're all hidden under barbecues. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Knock on doors. Get access to people's thing. Find the checkpoints. <laughs> this is impossible. You impossible. This is coming together way too easily for us. <laughs> we do it, and it happens when first weekend of July. We just had forty-five degree weather. That's an extreme marathon. <laughs> exactly. Get it together. Yeah, I think this this all came up because we were driving back uh, up north like last week or whatever. And apparently, because um, around Montreal they have uh, there's an Ironman race up there, and it's considered yeah. to be one of the more difficult ones in the world because yeah. it's through the mountains. So it's like the cycling portion is like up and downhill and the running portion is up and downhill and whatever. So it's like all the distances are like Ironman standards, yeah. but like your elevation, elevation change and like amount of up and downs is like makes it among the hardest Ironman. Yeah. And that's, that's how it kicked off of like, have you heard of the Barkley marathons? He's Bring me a pair of socks and a dollar sixty and a license plate from where you're from. Then you too can enter into the hellscape that I've created for you. <laughs> I want to play a game. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, that was that's my thing. That sounds fun. It does. And it's a it's a it's an unfortunately a like a relatively shallow click hole because of there's not a ton of people that have done it. And yeah. also there's not a I don't think I think a, a lot of people... They're not the type of people who then go write an article for Vice. Yeah, they go and then continue training for ultra marathons. <laughs> like, it's not just sort of like, this weekend I went and did this. You're like, no, my my life is doing this. <laughs> like, Hi, we're the College Humor Try Guys, and we're going to do the Barkley Marathon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they'd be like, nope, and they would not make it, and they wouldn't be like... They wouldn't be allowed in. Yeah, exactly. They probably couldn't get in the registration. Because like, apparently it's like, that is not publicized. It's like... Friends of friends only. Like, you need to to get even into the registration. You probably need to know someone who already ran. And, like, and even if you already ran, apparently it's not automatic that you'll get back in. Get back in and stuff. Like, it's, it's like, tight lipped, to say the least. So it's like, there's no, there's no way for even, like, Vice to write an article with the writer of it or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, Vice, if you were listening, like, do it. Like, I'm like, get, get in touch with someone who has been accepted. And apparently you get accepted very short beforehand, too. It's not yeah. like, like, you need to be, like, ready. Like, you need to be in shape. It's not like, I got accepted and now I'm, like... I'm going to start not eating muffins every morning. Yeah, no, it's like, you get, like, accepted, like, a couple weeks beforehand or whatever. Like, Christ. not nearly enough time to get into shape to do it. Like, you need to be in shape. <laughs> like And have plane tickets. To fly to Tennessee? Not necessarily. What, you going to run there? <laughs> Why not? Like I said, you have a couple weeks. You can get a book a last-minute flight. Hmm. Uh, we're, 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 we're approaching the hour and we haven't talked about movies and you said you saw a movie. I saw one. That you saw was Jackie made, Chan. I saw Jackie Chan and Pierce Brosnan in The Foreigner. Mm. So on Which Netflix one right is now. The Foreigner? Uh, Jackie Chan is a British citizen who's emigrated from China. Hong Kong? Uh, no, not from China. He's Chinese national moved to and, and received British citizenship. Oh, okay. But I was thinking cause if he was in Hong and, Kong you could have had British citizenship. No, no. And, and a, a terrorist attack in London kills his daughter the last just like london has fallen the last remaining member of his family after a traumatic life uh, the terrorist cell is a offshoot of the ira pierce brosnan is a former member of the ira who is now a sitting member of the british parliament you know how those work in ireland like, <laughs> he's, an, he's an irish okay politician mm -hmm. just you know and uh jackie chan reveals that he is uh, special forces trained and attaches himself to this politician saying, 
I want to know who did this, and I've decided you will be the one to find out and tell me. And proceeds to kick his ass constantly, terrorize so him. He beats up Pierce Brosnan's bodyguards and his... Uh, so wait, so hang on. So this whole entire thing is basically like Jackie Chan stro- strong-arming Pierce Brosnan's crew. Is Pierce Brosnan actually a bad guy in this? Or is he just a, like, no, I'm not going to give information to Kung Fu Master guy who's beating everybody up? Yes, to both. <laughs> <laughs> he, is, he is like, I know people, and part of my political power comes from knowing people. Yeah. And you're not a police officer, you're and I'm not going to tell man. you anything. <laughs> Because we are trying, we are actively investigating who is doing this. Yeah. And he's like, I, I need to know. Kick, 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 I kick, don't kick. care. I'm going to break into your house and threaten you. And I'm going to. So Pierce okay. Brosnan then sends like a bunch of tough guys after him, like get him out of Ireland. Uh. And Jackie Chan is a 60 year old Chinese dude, kicks their asses and jumps over off a roof and Jackie Chan's it up, but also cries a lot because, you know, acting. Acting. I was going to say, I mean, like basically to me, from what you're describing this movie, like, Lives and dies on its kung fu. No, absolutely not. This movie is a British BBC terrorist thriller. With kung fu? With Jackie Chan kung fu scenes in it. Huh. It is a, a weird and acceptable merger of these two film genres. <laughs> You're just like, it's like people are like, blah, 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 blah. This is very serious. Very, very serious. serious. <laughs> and then get him out of the city. And instead of just like, Mark Them Strong, just like clubbing him in the back of the head, head and, then and cutting like, him outside. There's a fight scene. There's a and it's a rumble in the Bronx esque fight scene. <laughs> and and he's jumping like, over stuff and and then they have to go back. I know all I care about is just seeing Jackie Chan in Downton Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> and just sort of like what happened? His cousin got married, married, but he was betrothed to another Jackie Chan. <laughs> uh, I liken it a lot to uh, Taken, except. Everyone except for the father has an Irish accent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, but like not this, the Jackie Chan's character actually, he doesn't sound that endearing. He just sounds like a bit of a douche with a vendetta. Well, like, he's not wrong because everyone is kind of dirty, even if they're not directly responsible. Right. And he is obviously crazy. He's not a like a pristine person. Yeah, he's that's obviously, what I'm saying. He is a broken individual who has lost everything and is just like, I will live or die, but I'm going to do it trying to get how, revenge on these how, people. How are, how's Jackie's acting chops? Not terrible. He, he, does this, he, he does a lot of like crying and stuff. Like. He does this great thing where he acts very doddering when he's trying to start out, like before they know he's Special Forces Super Ninja Jackie Chan. I mean, but he kind of does that in a lot of even his classic Kung Fu movies, right? Like he, he's played the like... The fool. The bumbling kind of dude. But he really, he really plays up on the fact that, you know, he's in his 60s now. Yeah. He like wears the brown loafers and kind of yeah, shuffles yeah. into the office. Yeah. Thank you for speaking with me. I would just like to Is he actually in his 60s? Is that Jackie Chan's honest to goodness age? I mean, yeah. I mean, Jet Li's in his... Jackie Chan. Jet Li's in his 50s, right? Jackie Chan is... Also in The Karate Kid. Jackie Chan's age is 64. Yeah. He looks pretty good for 64, man. Still got most of his teeth. I'm sure they're fake. But like, You want to see a freaky picture? You should look up what Jet Li looks like right now. You know, flip out. Do that. Everyone, do it with me. You're listening to your podcast on a, on a, on a device that is connected I'm to Googling the internet. I'm Googling Jet Li 2018. Yeah. I mean, other than being bald, he looks fine. He, you kidding? It looks like a grandpa. I guess so. Yeah, he's extra wrinkly. And thin, and... Yeah, but that's it. I feel like he, like, stopped training. Oh, no, but he has a health condition. Yeah, but... Jet Li's old and frail. Let's find out about Jet Li's health condition. This is why fans speculated that there is this. Not that Jet Li sported a bald head... He really appeared to be older than he is. Um, he obviously stopped dyeing his hair. It's all it's all gray. And, and is there a health condition? No, it's just a bunch of people saying, what's going on? It must be a health condition. The martial arts master spoke up on Facebook. He says, uh, I'm doing great and feeling great. I'm excited with you to see the projects that I'm working on. Huh. 
His manager says it's just some bad photos of someone who is 55 years old. I mean, and, that happens, and people are not looking young when they're 55 years old. Mm -hmm. Just gently for someone who was known to be pretty similar looking throughout most of his career. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah, but the, but that's the thing. That I'm step saying. all at once. But I'm like, is it, it's entirely possible that like, yeah, he just caught stopped up. dyeing his hair and stopped, stopped dyeing his hair, doing push-ups every thousand yeah, push-ups I'm, like, I'm thinking like I was like Expendables was what only like a couple years ago, and he looked like a okay in yeah, but even then that was like seven or eight years ago. Yeah, but I'm like, it's not like rapid deterioration. I mean, like, yeah, no, it was a while ago. Yeah, but it, yeah, so this yeah. was us speculating about old Asian men. Anyways, the the foreigner. Fun movie. I'm not really sure where to put it on the list. I'm looking. I would just have the list up, and I kind of th had a suggestion, and it was. Where was it? Kickboxer Vengeance. What number is Kickboxer Vengeance? Eighty-seven. No, it's probably better than that. But like much higher, because no. I was like Moana's eighty-four. Huh. It's better than Flatliners. So that's eighty-five. King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. It's better than that. It had a better plot than that. Like mm. I said, it's got that BBC spy thriller. Then we get up to, to Zootopia, Evil Dead, Interstellar. Hmm. Like, it doesn't, like, not gonna lie. This movie sounds like, if I were to write the tagline for it, it would be an, a, a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it would just be like, Keith nine to five says a good movie. Like from what you're just saying, it's like it doesn't sound bad. I would say, like I'm telling you right now, there's no way it gets past Chappie. Like no, no, Chappie was my my, my absolute ceiling for sure. What's up, Evil Dead? I, no, I'd probably rather watch the Evil Dead. I probably Zootopia. Zootopia is better. The Long Goodbye was better written. I mean, I can Winchester, see I don't have anything to say. I, I can see it. I mean, so how do you feel about it in King Arthur? I would rather watch The Foreigner, and I would e more easily recommend The Foreigner to, than King Arthur. Hmm. Then I would say it could potentially get slotted over Winchester. All right. Because so Win Win Winchester, like... Winchester just floats, floats I, I feel like, kind of like King Arthur, where you're like, it's good but flawed, whereas the film you're describing doesn't sound very flawed. It just doesn't sound great. It's not spectacular. It's good. It doesn't go above and beyond what yeah, it's Yeah, that's what I'm do. saying. But I was like... But, I was but like, there's a, there was no point in watching that movie where I was like, well, that's a fail. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, I, like, but this is kind of the line here, listeners, if you want to consult our list. Around 80 is where films start to have like... Flaws. Like obvious flaws. Yeah. Like, And this film seems to be just like right above it without an obvious flaw. You're just like... Yeah. It didn't deliver in any way like greatness, but... It delivered on promise. Yeah, yeah, and which is fine, and it's like missing. I'm perfectly happy with slotting it in at number eighty-one bum, on the bum, list. Bum, bum. Can you write that the down? The Foreigner. Write it down. I uh, I did not watch any movies because I've been in the country. Yeah. Yeah. No movies. We we talked about watching A Midsummer's Night Dream, but then we didn't. <laughs> which which version? The uh, more recent one. There was two of them. That came out at the same time. I probably want to say the one with Kira Knightley, if one of them has Kira Knightley, because I don't see myself owning another one. There's one with Kevin Klein and. Uh, I want to say 2006. Harrison Ford's wife. Oh, Close to Flockhart? Yeah. Maybe it's that Flockhart. one. Midsummer's Night Dream. Let's find out about Shakespeare. Midsummer's Night Dream. Adaptations and cultural references. While you're looking that up. This list is not very good. While you're looking that up, uh, I started both Glow Season 2 and mm. Luke Cage Season 2, both of which have been good. Luke Cage is a Did they fix Luke Cage? Did they, did they pick up a... I've, I feel real bad for not watching uh, more Season 2 Jessica Jones. Like, I feel... I mean, no, I'm not watching anything now because it's summertime, yeah. but... Jessica Jones is good. I like it, but what I, what I did see, I like liked it a lot. What Jessica Jones does is, like, reset and stick to genre in the second season. How much Run the Jewels is there in it? In Luke Cage? I mean, if the answer mm. is zero, then they missed. They had a miss. Zero, but Ghostface Killer is in in, in, <laughs> in it. And Foggy and Luke are walking into a party, and Foggy's like, holy shit, is that Ghostface Killer? <laughs> which, which, 
amused me so much that he would instantly and visually recognize a member of the Wu-Tang Clan. Obviously. Uh, It just, it it does very much reset Luke Cage back to genre. It is is now an action blaxploitation does he say sweet Urban Christmas? A lot. Nice. <laughs> Way more than in season one, and sometimes unironically. <laughs> nice. He gets called on it once because he wants to swear, and they're like, well, if you want to get sponsorship, you can't do that. And he's like, what would you prefer? I say sweet Christmas. Yeah. And then it like, it like seeds in his mind because then later on he sees something sweet horrible. Sweet Christmas. He's like, sweet Christmas. <laughs> because yeah no like uh that's what i heard and i mean admittedly we started watching jessica jones uh season two without like i said we stopped mid we officially like stopped mid daredevil 2 punishers daredevil 2 right yeah yeah we stopped mid daredevil 2 did not watch uh did not watch punisher did not watch iron fist did not watch luke cage did not watch defenders and i felt like Jessica Jones season two, they were just sort of like, and there was that thing with whatever, and Luke that Cage was does the same thing, and that was like they they like they basically were like, like they referenced that thing, they were like, this is still the same story. Does any of that pertain to what's going on? Absolutely not. And then just move forward. And I heard Luke Cage in, does the very similar thing with one main exception in the Defenders. I was going to say end, with one main exception, Charles Bradley is dead. Single I mean, two, yeah, single two, Charles Bradley. Um, no, it, in the Defenders, Misty Knight ends up losing her arm in an accident. Okay. Which, in the comics, she has a cybernetic yeah. arm. And has for Bionic decades. Arm. Real long time. And that is a plot point in Luke Cage, because she's one of the main characters in Luke Cage, and they mm-hmm. have to acknowledge the fact that her arm got cut off. Can they in, do me the a solid and just make Danny Rand suck less and just team him up with Luke Cage and it could just be one show? I mean, <laughs> yeah... <laughs> you know? I'm like halfway through Luke Cage season two mm-hmm. and he does start getting paid for being a hero. And it's like hero for hire. Finally. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> but that's also the best Danny Rand. <laughs> like, Danny Rand hero for hire is like the best hero for hire. I just, I don't know. Or the best gonna... Danny Rand. I was like, I was never a fan of like, I mean, I know you dug it, like, but all the stuff in the, what other dimension, wherever they are in. The Kung Fu dimension. The the Seven Cities and Kunlun. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I was never a fan of any of that Iron Fist stuff. Like, Iron, Fi- Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Heroes for Hire, with Misty Knight, and who's the other one? Say- Colleen Wing. And who's the other one? There's three girls, no? No, there's, there's... Daughters of the Dragon are Colleen and Misty. Yeah. And and the Heroes for Hire are Luke and Danny. Luke and Danny. I always thought there was a sec- another girl. Maybe I'm confusing. Oh, Black Cat was around, no? I mean... Black Cat did a big run for as a hero for hire, I feel. But not she's not a OG. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah I'm the just, OG is, is the four of them. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that is late 70s, early 80s Marvel, and all yeah. of that was, like, super crossed over. Yeah. You know? Colleen dated Cyclops for a while. Like, stuff is weird. Craziness. Yeah, so they're good. Or they're good. Luke Cage is good. Yeah, the music Glow, is Glow good season two, I hear, is uh, it's pretty fun. It it picks up where it left off. Still does not have enough wrestling. Yeah, but the, but the, but, the but, I, but I'm like, but like, neither did Glow. Like, <laughs> neither did the actual gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Like, go back and watch any of the actual end product of gorgeous ladies of wrestling, and. There's not much wrestling, man. It's but not it's, great. It's nice how it's they're a lot getting of... how they're getting to like be a TV show now is nice. Yeah, yeah the yeah. fact that it took all of the first season to, to have get a their pilot. first show. Yeah. Now that they're in product production, it's it's. Yeah, apparently they they address some of the some of the questions that people had about like the uh, the like the girl who had the terrorist gimmick. Yeah, it's just sort of like that was awful. That was that was horrible and awful. <laughs> she is she is constantly suggesting a new character. Yeah, exactly. And and someone comes in and replaces another one of the girls, and yeah. she's like, "You can have mine if you want it. <laughs> you can have that one. I don't want it. Can't do it." They apparently, uh, Awesome Kong deals with like her son being like, "You're a terrible stereotype," and she's like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be great." Yeah, yeah, I've. I, I, I'm excited for it. It's very much on my... It's hard to watch Alison Brie being so pathetic 
That's my one drawback of the show. Like, oh my goodness, did you can see? You please stop eating shit, feeding her shit every fucking episode. Yeah, did you see that the uh, the cast of Glow showed up on Raw? I want to say. Really? No, yeah. I did not see yeah, that. Yeah, they had a little backstage stage win, and then had the single like best moment. They're just sort of like they all like. Uh, oh no, my SmackDown, I think, because it was uh, with Lana and Naomi was like with the segment, <clears throat> and obviously with Naomi, like her thing is like feel the glow. That's like her gimmick. And so the cast of Glow is like, we're all about Naomi and whatever. And then like they all they all laugh and like un like I can't imagine it's scripted because no one else does it except for Alice and Brie. And they're like they're laughing, they're like, ha ha ha. And she just like punches her arm in the air and freeze frames as everyone else is still like walking around and talking. <laughs> yeah, and the camera just like zooms out and cuts. Just Alice and Brie being like, Yeah and like freeze frames by herself as no one else does. <laughs> I was like, God bless you, Alice and Brie. I was like you're doing the Lord's work here. <laughs> yep. I was like, now I'm so invested in Alison Brie as having a, a bigger, being a bigger fixture in WWE continuity. But yeah, like the, uh, that they acknowledged like, like implications of what they were doing. Yeah. That, that's it. It's like, like their, their women's wrestling is now a much, much, much bigger deal than it ever has been before. And, like, you know, they've had, like, women's wrestling headlining pay-per-views and stuff, which is, like, yeah. n- even, I'd say, like, 10 years ago, not something that would have flown. And, I mean, was the wrestling in Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling any good? No, no. it was not. But, but they the were co- making a Saturday morning show. Yeah, they were making, like, a Saturday morning kids cartoon with live-action people, like, yeah. basically. So, hats off to you. Ah. Uh, uh, Scott, do you have any uh, closing comments for our listeners today on the 90s? I mean, yeah. I can put my arm back on, but you can't. So play safe. Play safe from the war apps. I was going to say, I mean, we talk about this, I feel, all the time. But, yeah, do tell your friends about this show. Like, I literally know that people listen to it. We see the downloads. People actually download and listen to this. So, but just if you're enjoying the show, tell people about it and, like, share our stuff. Is that so much to ask, Scott? I mean, you can add us on Twitter if you want to tweet one of your friends and just like... And just share share some posts maybe if you're like, here, my friends are doing this thing. They're funny. I've listened to this show for over an hour and I'm still listening to it. So if you're listening to this right now, this means you're a real fan. Yeah. Share it. Tell your friends. And then, I mean, also give us money on Patreon. But share it. Bye, Scott. Hi, thanks for sticking around to the very end of this show. That means you're our number one fan. As our number one fan, maybe you're wondering a way that you can show your support for this. We've set up a few ways and the boys are going to tell you about it now. If you like this show, you might know other people that like this show, or maybe they'll like some of the other stuff that we're doing on the website. If that's the case, you can tell them all about it using all of the social networks like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of those. Or you could just, you know, send people links directly to the website. Or if you live in a world without the internet and you only listen to podcasts, you can tell people about it with your human mouth. There's other ways we could support us, John. If your interest in supporting us extends to the financial section, you might consider patreon.com slash 9to5cc. If you go there, you can get perks like early content, you can get your questions answered on the air, and you could get extra art. We've been doing this show for a long time, so we kind of know what we're doing. Not really. 9to5.cc. <laughs> Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.